Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. You know, when I built our small cabin out here in the woods, I wanted my children to grow up completely separate from the world. And for over 20 years, we've lived completely off the grid. Our uh, heat and our food comes from a wood cook stove. The small amount of electricity that we have used was provided by the alternator in my pickup truck, which charged numerous batteries whenever the vehicle was used for trips. We've used solar cells to trickle charge deep cells and even small rechargeable batteries for lighting. We've used wind-up flashlights and even experimented with a solar oven. A lot of our food has been provided by a garden, milk from the goats, chickens, rabbits, and fresh fish. And when somebody lives off the grid, it means that they aren't physically hooked up to utilities by wires, pipes, or even cables. And this reminds me of the Christian life. Spiritually, we must disconnect ourselves from the world and its activities. We must cut the cable from its secular influences and totally rely on God, both for our guidance and sufficiency. Old Testament prophets would live in caves. Abraham lived in a tent. Moses turned away from everything in Egypt. And Lot left Sodom and Gomorrah to come out and be separate. We must distance ourselves from the world and learn to live off the grid. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be a separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. You know, this entire passage has to do with the dissimilarities that a genuine Christian has with the world. In order for anyone to become a part of God's family, they're required to come out and be separate from the world. Now, when you yoked two animals together, they were joined together in a certain activity, whatever that might have been, you know, such as plowing a field or pulling a wagon. But whatever creatures you joined together, they needed to be very similar. For example, up here in northern Minnesota, a good sled dog team will all share the same qualities and work together as a group. When they would race chariots, even in days of old, the team of horses, the horses that they chose, needed to be very similar with each other, sharing the same stride, the same attitude and behaviors. They needed to be like-minded, striving together for the same thing, sharing unity, purpose, and oneness of mind. And even in Deuteronomy 22.10, it says, Thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. When it comes down to it, those who are serving Christ don't share any unity with those who reject his will. The obedient of God do not yoke up with those who are rebellious. The faithful do not join up with the impenitent. What fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? We're not supposed to have friendships with others who do not share our faith in Christ and his teachings. And to do so is kind of like a wife who defiles herself by committing fornication with some strange man. People commit a spiritual adultery against Christ because what they do is they love the world rather than him. 
James 4.4 4 says, You adulterers and adulteresses, knowing not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. 1 John 2.15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Those who are living in sin are in a state of unbelief. I mean, whether they claim to be Christian or not, we're forbidden from joining in any type of relationship with these people. Not only are they a bad influence in one's life, but to share friendship with them is to prove that you're not a friend of Christ. As a Christian, one must choose to separate from this world in order to be close to the Lord Jesus. After all, this is exactly what the apostles did. They walked away from their jobs and their past relationships in order to be with Christ as he preached the gospel of his kingdom, God's kingdom. And uh, what they did is they had come out from the world to be in a close relationship with him. They were no longer involved with worldly relationships, but joined themselves together with others of a pure heart. 2 Timothy 2.2.2, flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. You know, pure-hearted Christians are true blue, who serve Christ in reverence and godly fear. They strive to walk in obedience and faithfulness to the will of God. Ephesians 5.11 says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. If people really don't believe in the teachings of Scripture enough to cause them to want to repent and to submit to the will of God, you need to keep separate from them. All they are is an infidel, which really is somebody who is completely unfaithful to the teachings of Christ. They're enemies of the cross of Christ because they choose to reject the will of God. In order to be received by God and to become a part of his family, we must prove ourselves faithful by separating ourselves from those who refuse to walk in his will. To have any type of close relationship with others, they must walk in the light of God's truth. 1 John 1.7 teaches us, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. It's no wonder that so many unbelievers choose not to become a Christian. You know, they, they don't want to become a part of it. Because there's more wickedness going on in false churches today than things that are going on in the world. But I'll tell you what, these wicked churches, impenitent churches, who claim to follow Christ, they're going to receive the plagues from God. Revelation 18.4 says, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. To those who have never become a Christian, don't judge the things of Christ because of rogue, false apostles, and false prophets. Look at the true church of Christ, which is contained in the teachings of the King James Bible. The Christian life is about obedience to God's will. And in order to become a part of God's family, we must separate ourselves from those who choose to walk in darkness and disobedience. In this act of faith, we show God that we choose His way rather than the way of the world. True Christianity is more than just claiming Jesus as your Savior. It is about living for the Savior. It is choosing to walk in the light with others who have chosen to do the same. 
So remember, keep your distance from the impenitent. Don't hang out with the wicked. Disconnect yourself from those who are going to live outside the will of God. Because the time has come to start living off the grid. So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We're not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups, and you can get our entire podcast feeds directly, along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose you could find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you all, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.